0: That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply.
1: Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller?
0: I bought three sweaters
2: to get the fourth free.
3: Oh,
1: you got fleeced. Next caller?
3: I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan.
4: That's not a bad deal.
3: It is not. Our
4: best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T, connecting changes everything.
0: Offers vary by device subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available
3: for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash samsung for details.
4: Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code champion and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet.
5: That's GEICO.com.
6: Four teams remain in the NFL playoffs, and that means only four teams left for you to bet on at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code RJBell. And get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bet if your team wins. That's promo code RJBell for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older and present in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler.
5: There's a recipe for getting your car running just right, and eBayMotors.com has all the ingredients you need. They have over 122 million car parts and accessories in stock, all at the right prices. Now that's tasty. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride.
4: This is Straight Out of Vegas. Straight Out of Vegas! With the voice of Vegas, your host, RJ Bell. Pay that man
6: his money. You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge.
4: Live from the Vegas Strip, the pregame show America has always wanted. Here's Bernie Fratto.
1: Well, as I've said many times before, sports they are. The greatest reality show invented, and you can script everything but the outcome. That's why this time of year is incredibly fun. You know, I mentioned with Arnie and Aaron, Pete Rosell once said, all I want is parody in the NFL. Well, last week, boy, that was the definition of parody. And if, to, if Sunday is anything like last week, we're in for a treat. And as I've also said, in our complex world, there are objective truths, there are personal feelings. Our job tonight and every night is to make sure you don't confuse the two. Again, we don't have royalty in this country. Our athletes, our entertainers, they are our royalty, and that is why we all pay attention. On that note, I'm Bernie Fratto. We're coming to you live from the Las Vegas Fox Sports Radio Studios. You know, we learned a lot from the divisional playoff weekend, and there's some great takeaways that affect the teams who were eliminated, and the ones who remain. We're going to get to that later in the show. And in about 15 minutes, we'll be joined by NFL RefStats guru, Joe Gibbs. Every time I have Joe on, we have great response because we know about the Super Bowl officiating crew, and Joe is going to talk about, he's going to give you the latest in the world of NFL officiating, and how certain refs' tendencies might affect the games tomorrow and, and in, on into the Super Bowl, which teams it might favor. Uh, after Brian Finley's update, we'll answer the question. What is the probability of an NFL team beating the same team in the same season three times? Here's a spoiler alert: It's been done 17 times already, and since the, uh, well, since the merger in 1970, it's been tw- it's been done 14 times, 14 and seven, uh, and as you might have guessed, uh, that will be a subject, uh, a talking point regarding the Sunday game versus the 49ers and, and the Rams. And then, of course, we'll close with Mackinac Sports. You know him, you love him, you can't live without him. And uh, he'll be with us for three segments tonight, including the prop bets. He's now 30 and 13, maybe 31 and 13. Sports are entertainment, but they're more than that. They're a shared experience. As such, people want to talk about them. You've come to the right place. We've got a lot to talk about tonight. This is Straight Out of Vegas, the pregame show you always wanted. And as they say in Detroit, Minnesota, yes, actually, there is a Detroit Township, Minnesota. It's going to be lit couple of tidbits before we dive into these two matchups for Sunday. And one of the th- one of the stats I came across this week was how did these playoff teams do when they faced other playoff teams? Well, as you can imagine, this year since uh, Kansas City fared the best, they're actually 8 and 3 straight up, 7 and 4 against the number plus 628 net yards. No surprise there, but let's look at the NFC game. The 49ers fared pretty well against playoff teams as well. They were six and four straight up, six and four against the spread, and their net yardage they were plus 133. Now here's an interesting stat about your Los Angeles Rams. They were only four and five against playoff teams this year, four and five against the spread. In nine games, they lost the stats battle, and their net yardage was minus 67. And what you might find interesting about that is Tom Landry once said that you play the first half of an NFL game, you take a look at what happened, you make your adjustments, and when you come out in the second half, that's going to tell you who the better team is. That's a little revealing when it comes to analyzing the 49ers and the Rams because in the two contests this year, in the second half, the 49ers outscored the Rams 34-10. to 10 cumulatively, in those two games. Now, the Rams have won two playoff games. They beat Arizona at home, and then they went to Tampa Bay last week and beat a pretty severely injured Tampa Bay team. But top credit to the Rams, they won. You go on the road, you win a playoff game. They don't ask Kyle just how many. In the Rams' two playoff games this year, though, they're 41-3. Now let us try that again in English. Their cumulative score in the first half of those two playoff games is 41-3. to three. However, in the second half of those two playoff games, the Rams were outscored 38 to 20. Let's just keep it right there. They're the later game, but we'll just keep it right there. Look, you've heard it a million times on the radio this week, so one more time, I guess, won't kill you. It's a divisional rematch, obviously, for the NFC title, and and the Rams are happy to be there and they're happy to be hosting. But I don't know that that's the opponent they wanted to see. The 49ers have really had great success against the Rams. They've beaten them three six, uh, six times straight over the last three seasons. Sean McVay, who I have immense respect for, three and seven against Kyle Shanahan, both straight up and against the spread. And McVay's Rams, in, in the in the last ten times they've played, they're favored eight of them. And when you consider McVeigh is forty-four and thirty-two, that's fifty-eight percent against the number against the rest of the league. That tells you Shanahan. Well, you can say it. Maybe he does have his number. Okay, Uh, Shanahan has a big phase number. I don't want to be bashed to the pronoun. These two teams just played in Week 18, but the reality of it is the game was nowhere near as close as the final score indicated. The 49ers dominated the yardage battle. They ran up 449 yards to 265, and they didn't have their stud left tackle, Trent Williams, who swears he's going to play Sunday. But give the Rams credit, they were also stellar on third down. They went 10 for 17, and when they got into the red zone, they... Uh, capitalized three out of four times. Football's a game of matchups. We've talked about it a million times. You've heard it a million times. And this one has leaned heavily in San Francisco's favor because the Niners have repeatedly shown they can run on the Rams with Shanahan's system. And the defense has held its own too. And last week, D'Amico Ryan's put on a master class in Green Bay, shutting down the league-leading Packers offense the final three quarters. Yeah, I get it was a 13-10 to game. And I get it that the Niners only scored 13. It's all I needed. They only gave up 10. It was, what, three below zero in that game last week? So it wasn't, you know, exactly ideal. One quick thing. uh, Digress for just a second. The stat of the weekend for me is if you are going to throw a shekel or two on Sunday's games, if you're able to pick the winner, in the last 40 NFL Conference Championship games, the winner has gone 35-5 and against the spread. So if you just pick the winner, you're probably going to cover. Now, the last time that a winner who was a favorite won but didn't cover the spread was four years ago when New England was laying seven against Jacksonville. Almost lost outright. Really, they, they could have. They won the game. New England did, but they didn't cover. And the Pats, if you recall, advanced to the Super Bowl and lost to Philadelphia and Nick Foles. 1980. Since 1980, if you want to take this deeper, the straight-up winner, the NFL championship game, 72 and 10 against the spread. So again, you pick the winner, you cover. So if you like Kansas City to win, the likelihood based of passes prologue, they're gonna, you know, they're, they're gonna win by more than seven. Well, obviously, if Cincinnati wins outright, they cover. Same with Rams, and uh, the 49ers. And it, it surprises me how many people have gone on the air this week and said they really like the Rams check that they really like the 49ers plus the points but they think the Rams are going to win okay that makes you a fish better so you're saying the Rams are going to win but it's going to be by three or less truth of the matter is um the likelihood is if the Rams win history tells us they'll probably cover that number maybe maybe not yeah it's an independent trial but if the you know obviously if the 49ers win they will cover all right, let's get to some prop bets because those are incredibly popular and people love those. And about 12:20, we'll have Steve Fezzik on for the Steve Fezzik Five, 12:20 Pacific, 3:20 Eastern, and uh, we'll get we'll, we'll we'll take a much more deeper dive into these games, and Fez will tell you who he likes. Uh, but some prop bets that are popular among the pros uh, will, st- will stay on the 49ers Rams game. Cooper Cup over 103 passing yards. Give that man so much credit for what he's done. He's a class act on and off the field. He's been amazing this year. And uh, I I don't expect uh, to see San Francisco isolate Cooper Cup on a linebacker on a blown coverage. It was an excellent read by Matt Stafford to see that and just flung the ball up. And uh, fortunately, that was one he flung up that landed in the right guy's hands. But the long and short of it is he made the read. Cooper Cup got open. And if pros like him, uh, over 103.5 passing yards, or check that, receiving yards to, um, on Sunday. Elijah Mitchell, running back for the 49ers, uh, pros like him on a prop bet, over 72.5 rushing yards. Now, here's one that you're going to say, huh? The, but think about it. Work with me here. Jimmy G, uh, the pros I know uh, were playing Jimmy G over 228 passing yards. Uh, now that's up to like 231. Look, Jimmy G threw for 313 yards week 18 versus the Rams, and why? Because the 49ers' pre-snap motion confuses the Rams, and you've heard it before, the Rams like to disguise their coverages, and more than anybody, they run motion. But the 49ers, they run motion, which negates the Rams' effectiveness in this area, and subsequently their safeties play a little deeper, and the 49ers' running game opens up passing lanes. And the truth is, they're not quite as deep aggressive versus the 49ers. Uh, Jimmy G is much or more than any other quarterback in the league, seems to really thrive against the Rams uh, zone heavy scheme. So those are your props for the 49er game. One last thing about that game. Uh, teams coming off the consecutive outright underdog wins in the playoffs. They're 15 and eight against the spread. Jimmy G is 15 and five against the number as an underdog in his career. He's 12 and two against the number as a dog of less than five points, and he's 5-1 in the playoffs. So there you have it for the 49ers-Rams. Some prop bets for the Chiefs and uh, and Bengals. Patrick Mahomes, over 29.5 rushing yards is popular. Jamar Chase, an anytime touchdown should be a no-brainer there. Joe Burrow, over 287 passing yards. He had 348 last week versus Tennessee, and the Chiefs feature a 26th-ranked, pass defense now remember they've got to keep joe in order for joe burrow to take advantage of that they're going to have to protect him last night in no, the last week he got sacked nine times there were 13 quarterback hits eight tackles for loss tennessee turned the ball over three times though and that's what really cost him the game jamar chase any anytime touchdown i might have just said that uh, yes i did and joe burrow okay another one the over of the Chiefs team total, 30.5, is very popular among the pros. Well, let's face it. Cincinnati's defense, if you watch them, they are very susceptible to tight ends. The Chiefs have Travis Kelsey. They're very susceptible to passes over the middle. Chiefs have a whole host of receivers that can catch and run. You saw that against Buffalo, and that was the number one defense. Chiefs are uh, also highly successful, passes down the backfield. And the Cincinnati Bengals are very susceptible to that. And you got a total here. I, I, I'm not betting the total on this game tomorrow, but the total's about the same last week as it was against Buffalo. But it's a huge drop-off against the Bengals' defense. So uh, it's going to be very difficult for me to see a path to have Cincinnati win this game, barring the unforeseen. Patrick Mahomes is now 29-1 and as a starter in his last 30 games, and games started after November 1st. Give top credit to, to the uh, to the Chiefs and what they what they've done this year, in terms of riding the ship, getting past that terrible defense the first seven weeks. They were twenty eighth overall. They were allowing seven yards of play. Overcame injuries. Patrick Mahomes reinvented himself a little bit in that he wasn't trying to play hero ball. He found a way to give the defense you know take what the defense was giving him a lot of underneath throws. And uh, check down, nothing wrong with that. With the guys they got that can run after the catch. So, look, this Cincinnati team, though, is special. And the most promising thing about Joe Burrow's, you know, uh, perform- performance when they beat the Chiefs 34-31 to in Cincinnati back in Week 17, the Chiefs actually blitzed at a lower rate than usual. And Burrow was still able to smoke them. And uh, he went 24-30 of 30 for 354 yards. And... All four of his touchdowns were when Steve Spagnola chose not to send extra blitzers. But uh, the truth of the matter is, uh, even though seven sounds like a high number, I just can't. I just can't bring myself to grab the seven points with Cincinnati tomorrow. Um, but let the games begin. As I said at the top, Pete Rozelle always wanted parity. You had three road teams win with a last-second field goal last week, and then you had a fourth team go overtime, and you saw what happened there. By the way, later in the show, I'll be weighing in on what I think is a very simple solution for NFL overtime. Let's not think it. We did it back in 1971. It worked just fine, and nobody died. And the truth of the matter is that there's a simplistic way to do this that's more equitable. And, you know, one final thing on that, and I don't want to jump too far ahead.
0: Person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yoo. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats.
7: I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough... Introspection that I learned something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people.
0: If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m. Wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Much better. 2 p.m. Grab seats for the game. Ah! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply.
1: ...of Buffalo fans. I understand. Frustrating. Uh, 13 seconds, you got the lead. Next thing you're in overtime. Next you know, Mahomes is taking the team down the field and you lose. Three years ago, the same identical thing happened with Patrick Mahomes and, uh, to, against Tom Brady, and he didn't get to touch the ball. So, come see, come saw. At the end of the day, the game probably shouldn't have gone overtime if you get my drift, but I'll have some thoughts on that. Coming up, Joe Gibbs, NFL ref stats. Always one of the favorite features we have on the show because of his knowledge of NFL referee tendencies and how that might affect Sunday's games and even in the Super Bowl. I'm Bernie Frado. We're coming to you live from the Las Vegas Fox Sports Radio studios. This is the pregame show you always wanted. So don't go away. You're listening to Straight of Vegas. Straight
4: out of Vegas! The great Bernie Fratto, folks.
1: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup
4: in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. He's Mike Carmen, I'm Dan and We have a brand-new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex
5: There's a recipe for getting your car running just right. And whatever you're cooking up in the garage, you'll find what you need at ebaymotors.com. They have over 122 million car parts and accessories in stock, all at the right prices. And that can help you turn your ride into something really tasty. The parts you need are just a click away at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. There's a recipe for getting your car running just right. And whatever you're cooking up in the garage, you'll find what you need at ebaymotors.com. They have over 122 million car parts and accessories in stock, all at the right prices. And that can help you turn your ride into something really tasty. The parts you need are just a click away at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. I'm always upgrading my car. Not because I need to, because I want to. Today, it's custom rims for my ride. Tomorrow, it might be a new driver's side seat cushion. And ebaymotors.com always has what I need. They've got over 122 million car parts, all at the right price. That's perfect for me, because I'm a car guy.
3: Are you still in the garage? It's 2 in the morning.
5: Uh, almost done. Okay, I'm a car fanatic. eBay
1: Motors. Let's ride. Hi, right, we're back on Straight Out of Vegas, the pregame show you always wanted. I'm Bernie Frado coming to you live from the Las Vegas Fox Sports Studios. Let's welcome in a gentleman. You've heard of him on these airwaves before. He brings a specialty. He is an expert in studying referees and their tendencies. Say hello to Joe Gibbs of NFL Ref Stats. Hey, Joe, thanks for staying up, bud. Good evening, Bernie. How are you doing? Doing well, and I'm excited for Sunday's games. And so let's dive right into it because you noted that Bill Vinovich is the referee on the Kansas City Cincinnati game, and he's got the reputation for calling the fewest penalties in the NFL. Who might that favor tomorrow?
7: Well, he has a reputation for calling the fewest, and the statistics back it up. He's called the fewest penalties in 2021. And just to jog uh, listeners' memories, if they remember the Rams. Saints NFC Championship game a few <laughs> years back. Remember the no pass interference call? Oh, yeah, yes. Well, that was Bill Vinovich. So his style is we're going to let him play. They're not going to give you a whole lot of cheap yards with pass interference or defensive holding. So that... that. But um, I've run through the numbers here as far as what Vinovich calls. There's not a lot that stands out except for he doesn't call a lot of offensive holding. You know, he's, he just doesn't. And so... That doesn't benefit one team over the other. Cincinnati's a pretty low-penalized team to begin with. Um, but here's the thing. Kansas City in the Andy Reid era, they've got a great record with Vinovich. If they could have chosen one referee to do this game tomorrow, they would have said, we'd like to Vinovich. Well, they've got him. And uh, this is just the last 10 games. Kansas City with Vinovich, 8-2 uh, and two straight up, 7-3 and three against the spread. Um one game this year, they won it with him. They he, Vinovich did the last year's AFC Championship game, so the same game last year, Kansas City 30, uh, 38-24 win. That was Vinovich. Vinovich did Kansas City Super Bowl victory over San Francisco. So they've got a lot of experience with him and a lot, a lot of success when Vinovich officiates their games.
1: All right, good stuff. So gun to your head and slight ledge to Kansas City because Bill Vinovich is... Uh, on the call, conversely, as you point out, Carl Sheffers, who will be at SoFi Stadium, he's uh, the record will show that he's called the most penalties in 2021. What angle do you bring to that game with respect to which team it might favor? Yeah,
7: so like you said, uh, Sheffers has known calling penalties this year, and traditionally in the playoffs. They try to swallow the whistle a little more, so I'm I'm hoping that he doesn't, you know, call as many. But he did the Super Bowl last year, Tampa Bay, Kansas City, and he called 15 penalties, so he averages 14.6. So we shall see. Um, I've run through the numbers on this one, and there's a lot of numbers to get to. There's not a big history for either team with McVeigh or Shanahan with Sheffers officiating their games. It's a very small sample size. Um, Here's the key numbers, though you really want to look at. 49ers are number one in the NFL being penalized for pass interference, and, that, and that's a huge penalty. Um, Sheffers is number two calling pass interference. Yeah. So so theoretically right there, again, the Rams are going to take advantage of this. They're going to stretch the field. But that that doesn't bode well for San Francisco tomorrow. They're, they're number one in the league getting called for this, and Sheffers is quite happy to throw the flag. So that's the first thing. Second thing, Sheffers is number one for calling offensive holding. I think Trent Williams is questionable for tomorrow, so that doesn't help San Francisco's cause. San Francisco is number 10 for offensive holding. And if you take Trent Williams out of the lineup, I mean, you know, how's that going to play out against that uh, Rams defensive front? A um, couple other things. False start. This is a big one. Again, they don't try to call it as much in the playoffs, but Sheffield is number three calling false start. San Francisco is number five in the NFL. The Rams are number th- The Rams are number 32 for false starts. So you look at the offensive line, you know, as far as false starts, offensive holding, everything favors the Rams, everything. And the Rams are a generally low-penalized team anyway. They've been in the bottom three for most of the year, so they're a disciplined team. Um, And Shepherds did two 49ers games this year, one one against Seattle, one against Houston. Uh, In those two games, he called them six times for offensive holding, which is a lot. That's three per game. That's above average called on him in two games, which again is above average. Uh, Sheffers did one Rams game this year. It was the Monday night game against Arizona at Arizona. Uh, the Rams won thirty to twenty-three. In that game, Sheffers called one offense, the Rams, the whole game, and zero pass interference calls against the Rams. And the, and the Cardinals that night threw it forty-nine times. So there was plenty of chances to call him for pass interference. He didn't do it.
1: So this is sort of interesting uh, in that between uh, Carl Sheffers, who will be in Kansas City, or check that, Bill Vinovich, who sure. will be in Kansas City, Carl Sheffers, will be in L.A., slightly a nod to each home team in terms of potential ref stats. We're we'll talking with Joe Gibbs, NFL ref stats. Joe, let's look ahead to the Super Bowl, never too soon. And you noted that uh, Ron Torbert will be the referee for Super Bowl 56. So of, of the teams who might advance, who might benefit from the most with Ron Torbert on the call?
7: Okay, so I've, I've run the numbers on this. i I like Cincinnati out because I like to do the coach-quarterback combination. Well, you know, Joe Burrow's only been there for, this is, you know, a year and a half, and they haven't really done, there's not a big sample size with him and Zach Taylor. But of the other three teams, Kansas City, San Francisco, and the Rams, the Rams overwhelmingly have the the best the best record with Ron Torbett. In fact, they've played more games under him than anyone else since McVay became the head coach. Um, now, it's only seven games, but they're six and one straight up in those games with, um, with Ron Torbett officiating. Kansas City, conversely, they're four and five with Ron Torbett, and the Niners are three and one. So, I mean, the Niners have won games, but but the Rams just have a lot more exposure to his officiating style and have been successful. That's just what the numbers say. Torbett's more of a referee like Vinovich will be tomorrow. He, he tends to let him play. He's actually really good, um, doesn't call a lot of stuff. Um, but it, the Ram, it does favor the Rams. This all sets up for the Rams. If, if you look at the officiating assignments, they've got Shepherds tomorrow. There's a really good home field advantage referee. 62% of home teams win with Sheffers, which is well above league average. So it all sets up for the Rams, but you, you still got to go out there and, you know, execute the game plan and, you know, play well. They're not going to give it to you, but but it all sets up for the Rams.
1: Joel, outstanding research, outstanding data as always, and we'll get you on again before too long. Really appreciate all your efforts. Thanks very much, Bernie. You have a good night. All right, that folks, that's Joe Gibbs from NFL Ref Stats. Follow him on Twitter at NFL Ref Stats. As he just laid out the history, the two referees, Bill Vinovich and Carl Cheffers, in the two games they're refereeing tomorrow and which teams that might benefit based on past referee discretion. Coming up. Can an NFL team beat the same team three times in one season? Well, I'll tell you what history tells us. But first... Well, let's go to the man who uh, tells me that uh, it's going to be very cold at SoFi Stadium tomorrow. Why, he says, because he'll be a fan in every seat. It's Brian Finley with the
4: latest. Wow,
2: Bernie, well done. And let's start with the NFL, as you brought up. And the media beating Tom Brady to announcing his retirement. Brady wanted to have the prestige of announcing it himself, but the media swooping in and says, don't worry, Tom, we'll take it from here and we'll let everybody know what your decision is. So Brady, according to multiple outlets, done from the NFL after 22 seasons and seven Super Bowl rings. Chiefs Tyron Matthew, who is recovering from a concussion, is scheduled to play on Sunday versus the Bengals in the AFC championship game and then as Bernie referenced in the NFC title game at SoFi on Sunday, the Rams are bringing back Ernest Jones, the linebacker from IR. He had been out the last five weeks with a high ankle sprain. NFL Network reporting the Packers are making Adam Stenovich its offensive coordinator in the NBA. Kyrie Irving dropped 32 points, but his nets fell to the Warriors 110 to 106 Ja Morant on a scoring spree unveiling 34 points as the Grizzlies gut punch the Wizards 115 to 95. How about the Raptors? Not one or two, but three overtimes they needed to unseat the heat 124 120 and Fred Van Vliet clutch threes and OT number three. The Celtics best the Pelicans 107 to 97. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum combining for 69 points. And college hoops, some of the later games to wrap up on Saturday. Number seven, UCLA taking down Stanford 66 to 43. No Johnny choosing the Bruins leading score out because of COVID-19 concerns and the Bruins have won six in a row. Number two, Gonzaga has won 10 straight after they disgrace portland 104 to 72 seventh ranked houston Also, winners for the 10th straight time after they get the job done against Central Florida, 63-49. And finally, Texas, with the upset over number 18 Tennessee, 52-51. Timmy Allen knocked in a key free-throw at the end to preserve a lead with six seconds remaining. Let's get back to somebody who you always want on the free-throw line when the game is on the line. It's our man from Las Vegas. It's Bernie Friedo. Nothing but net, baby.
1: (laughs) All right, thanks so much, Brian. All right, uh, you hear announcers uh, repeat it so many times, it becomes an echo chamber. Uh, It's tough to beat a team twice in the same season. Not really, it happens all the time. Then they say, well, can someone beat the same team three times in one season? Well, if we're talking about the National Football League, yes, it happens. Since 1950, it's happened 17 times since the merger In 1970, it's happened 14 times. As a matter of fact, there have been 21 instances between after 1970, the merger, where a team had that opportunity and they were successful 14 out of the 21. So let's unpack this. Uh, Tomorrow's the Rams will bring their number five rush defense against the Niners' number seven rush offense, which I believe uh, will be formidable. San Francisco's won six consecutive meetings between these two teams and it, it dates back to a 20 to 7 win at SoFi Stadium on October 13th 2019 and the Niners defeated the Rams twice during the 2021 season they routed the Niners routed the Rams 31 to 10 and 31 to 10 in week 10 and 27 24 in the regular season finale and of course San Francisco had to rally back from a 17 point deficit to clinch a playoff spot now this isn't the only time, there have been some real notables, actually. Uh, in 1986, Bill Parcells and the New York Giants, they beat the Redskins twice before ending the season with a 17 nothing shutout in the NFC Championship game. And as you recall, they went on to win Super Bowl. Bill Parcells and the Giants went on to win Super Bowl 21 by beating Denver. Four years prior to that, in 1982, the Miami Dolphins, they took down the New York Jets in two regular season games, and when the teams met again for the conference championship, the Dolphins beat them again and also shut out the Jets 14 to nothing. However, to be fair and maintain our journalistic integrity, there have been two teams that actually saved revenge for the conference title game. The 1983 loss, they were the Los Angeles Raiders at the time. They topped the Seattle Seahawks 30 to 14 in the AFC championship game. They'd been beaten twice earlier that year by Seattle, thirty-eight to thirty-six and thirty-four to twenty-one in the regular season, but the Raiders got over on the Seahawks, which put them in the Super Bowl in '84. That's they, that was a very good Raider team. They crushed the Redskins. I believe that day it was thirty-eight to nine. Marcus Allen broke off the long run. Hell of a hell of an effort for the Raiders uh, that day. That was uh, Super Bowl. I Believe that was Super Bowl twenty-eight. Check that. Super Bowl eighteen. Also, if you go way, way back, in 1969, the Kansas City Chiefs thumped the Oakland Raiders. They were in Oakland at that time, 17-7 for the conference title. That erased the two playoff losses they had suffered at the hands of the Raiders during the regular season, and that Chiefs team also went on to win the Super Bowl. Super Bowl Four. Hank Stram, and they beat the Minnesota Vikings. I think it was 23-7, to something like that. And there were actually four other such examples before the Super Bowl era, and, you know, where teams won the first two meetings, but they, they didn't win the, then the, win the third. So, what does this history mean for the 49ers? Look, not, not really much. You don't know. Old sports cliches tell us that, you know, it's hard to beat a team twice, three times is even tougher. However, the numbers tell us in the history of the National Football League that it does happen. And there's a weird nature about Jimmy G. He's a he's polarizing. I mean, a couple people, people from other networks got into it this week. It just seems fashionable to bash Jimmy G. I don't get it. The guy does have a huddle presence. He's a he's a way above average. Enjoy all your favorite sports
4: like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Champion and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet.
2: And even checkouts not until four. So
0: because the American Express Platinum card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at American Express dot com slash with Amex terms apply.
1: Is a very good leader. He's got a foxhole mentality. He's, I think he's very underappreciated. Jimmy G gets the damn ball out of his hand fast, and he's been clutched down the stretch when it matters. He hasn't necessarily put up gaudy numbers in his career, but when it matters, he's almost like the antithesis of Matt Stafford. Stafford's have thrown for a zillion yards, but they never won a Super Bowl, They've never been to the Super Bowl. Jimmy G's been to the Super Bowl. Frankly, it's a game they should have won, they didn't, but he's been there, and he's part of the reason to help get them there. So I'm just, I want to, you know, I think we need to maintain our objectivity about Jimmy G. By the way, real quickly, in case you're wondering, the last team to beat the same team three times in one season, the 2009 Dallas Cowboys, they beat the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, the Cowboys did not advance to the Super Bowl that year. That was the year New Orleans uh, beat... uh, they, well, they, they beat uh, the Indianapolis Colts, if memory serves. The year before, however, Pittsburgh uh, and Ben Roethlisberger, they'd beaten Baltimore twice in the same season. They got them again in the conference championship. They advanced to the Super Bowl. Uh, they had that epic game against Arizona and uh, beating Kurt Warner. Go back, believe it or not, one of the teams also to do it recently in 2004, the Rams did it. They were in St. Louis at the time. They'd beaten Seattle twice during the regular season. Got them a third time, uh, of course, and that got Super Bowl. Actually, Pittsburgh did not advance to the Super Bowl. But the New York Giants have done it. The Tennessee Titans have done it. Green Bay Packers. The 1997 New England Patriots did it. They didn't get to the Super Bowl, though. The 94 Steelers did it and uh, didn't get to the Super Bowl. Uh, the 93 Raiders also did it. They beat Denver. Uh I would mentioned already Bill Parcells, 1986, New York Giants. If you're wondering about the first team who ever did it, well, that would take you back to 1952 and my beloved Detroit Lions for the third time in the same season. Who did they beat? You guessed it. The Los Angeles Rams. Now, why in the hell the Lions played the Rams three times in one season that year? I don't know, but they did. What's the moral of the story? Can an NFL team beat the same team three times in one season? Well, it's happened 17 times. Will tomorrow be the 18th? We shall see. Coming up, you know him, you love McKinley without him, Mackinac Sports, McKenzie Rivers. We bring you back out to Las Vegas for plenty of high-level, deep-thinking NFL data that you're going to want to hear about. I'm Bernie Fratto coming to you live from the Las Vegas Fox Sports Radio Studios. This is the pregame show you always wanted, so don't go away. You're listening to Straight Out of Vegas, Straight
4: out of Vegas!
1: one of the best in the business. Bernie Fratto, with Windows 11 and Intel,
3: you can do what you do better. With Snap Assist, you can arrange your Windows programs and apps the way you want to see them. And with more power to run your favorite apps on a lightweight device, you can get powerhouse performance packed inside a portable PC. Windows 11 and the Intel Evo platform make working from wherever better. Learn more at windows.com slash brings you closer.
0: What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination. Our sense of wonder. And our family bonds grow too. Because when we disconnect from this...
1: we're back on straight out of vegas the pregame show you always wanted i'm bernie fratto coming to you live from the las vegas fox uh, sports radio studios before i go any further i want to thank my broadcast team back in los angeles that's bull benson chris perfett and brian fenley and they will be with me to uh all the way to 3 a.m pacific 6 a.m eastern long ways to go and we got a ton to bring to you but Right now, you know him. You love him. You can't live without him. Let's take you back out to Las Vegas, where um, you, you know him as uh Mackinac sports, Mackenzie Rivers. And Mackenzie, I know you wanted to have a couple of quick comments on the on the Brady thing. Even it's not official, but re- regardless, we can talk about it because everybody else is. So
8: you've got the floor. It's not official. It hasn't happened. It's a lie. Look at ESPN right now. If you want to see a lie in print media right now in the mainstream media, go to ESPN.com. It will say, Brady is retiring. Now, it very well. well may can, come, can, can I yes. say something That's can one of those.
1: A, yeah, real quickly, bud. That's one of those esoteric things. Brady is retiring. Yeah, eventually. He might do it in four years from now. He might do it next Thank year. You. Yeah, you you're, see what I'm you're saying? You're speaking
8: my language, man.
1: Yeah, go ahead. Contrary to, to
8: popular belief, semantics are important. It's how we define what means what. We agree 99.9% of the time. That's how any of us can understand each other. Not only was Adam Schefter wrong to say that Brady is retiring after 22 extraordinary seasons. I think that adjective kind of misses the mark. But regardless, not only was he wrong this morning when he said that, he's wrong right now. If he keeps repeating that, because correct me if I'm wrong, but Brady is a, a member of the Buccaneers as he was yesterday, when Jason LaConfora said, hey, it looks like, guys, it looks like he's pointing towards retirement, expect a announcement soon. It was the case that Brady was a Buccaneer on the roster, legally a member of the NFL and the Buccaneers. On Tuesday, when Skip Bayless said, hey, someone close to me said, uh, looks like Brady might, might hang it up after this year. I hope it's not the case, but it may be so. So reporters have been on this. So to say that, oh, I have a source, makes no sense. That's when right. It's the act of retiring. It's the act of sitting there with your wife or whoever you want next to, your coach, and talk to your family and say, hey, guys, I'm quitting. I'm resigning. I'm done. That's what it means to to just pretend that oh it's imminent so therefore it's happening is false, misleading, and just a way to get a lot of clicks on a Saturday that actually pisses me by off. By the a way,
1: lot. and you have a right to be, and by the way, not for nothing, Tom Brady's father, who is a go-to for a local uh I think a local Fox affiliate TV station in San Francisco, called them up and said, No, he's not retiring. That was his semantics. He's not retiring. Now I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't have any sources on this. Uh, I've ripped all the people who had Harbaugh going to the Raiders. I'm done with all that. He's going to the Raiders. The long and short of it is this, that the one thing I think I know is that if Tom Brady is not coming back for next season, he wouldn't have announced it today on the eve of the Mm. NFC-AFC championship games. He's
8: not that big of a grandstander. No, he's, he's the opposite. That's why I wouldn't be surprised if he retired without much warning. But here's just to make the point, just to drill at home, how you know that what was reported today was false reporting, bad reporting, bad journalism, and incorrect. The NFL, when they were responding to the story within that first hour at 2 p.m. Eastern, 2.30 Eastern, when this story was first reported by ESPN, they said their summation of what the report was is, Brady announces his retirement. Brady has announced his retirement. Because any self-respecting reporter, and I know Schefter is very close with my uncle Mike Shanahan, and and, uh, I I love him uh, for that reason, but... Any reporter that that is trying to report correctly would would not have made that statement when he's a member of the Buccaneer and he, Buccaneers and that fact didn't change yesterday or today. Just to get out ahead, I think is uh, it's quite disappointing, honestly. And and I'm I'm almost at a loss for words, even though I could think I could talk about this for like three hours. Because let's just let's just bring this to the table. Isn't Tom Brady the guy that says, you know what? I'm not. I'm not effing leaving. I'm not. Here, here's what leaving. I know I'm It's McKenzie, not like know? we haven't known goats before to change their mind about this stuff. Rumor wow. has it Michael Jordan was going to come back in '99 if he didn't cut his finger on a cigar. That is very possible. A lot of people have talked about that extensively, and he did come back two years later. Tony Romo said Brady might come back in a couple of years after a little hiatus. Everything's oh. on the table, and that's probably ridiculous because he would be 47 yeah, no, or no. whatever.
1: Well, and where's he going to go to? Yeah. Okay, but here's the deal: San Francisco I mean, maybe 49ers. Jump. Maybe. Well, you never
8: know. <laughs> go ahead. Here's the
1: deal. Um, I know this, and I have some history. Uh, remember, I was at WTK in Ann Arbor in the late '90s when Tom, won Tom Brady was a quarterback. And it always bugs me when Colin said he did nothing there. I know he's twenty and five as a starter, won a Rose Bowl, beat Alabama, beat. Ask Alvar Arrington about the game he won at Penn State. But I digress. Here's what I want to say about that. I know that he wants to come back, Mackenzie, but he—it's not—he could get outvoted, and I think his family. He's got a son, uh, the son he had with Bridget Moynihan. I think he's a freshman in high school. The long and the short of it is that it's not just his decision. My gut, I have this sneaking suspicion, no sources, no prediction, sneaking suspicion he is going to come back, but that's a guess. All right, Mackenzie, you had something also. You had a favorite moment of Brady if, in fact, he has played his last
8: game. Indeed, I'll remember this forever, sitting in Sunset Stations Casino watching it with some money on the Patriots. It was a 2018 AFC Championship game. They were road dogs to the Chiefs. I'm going to talk about Mahomes in about an hour and why I like the Chiefs to cover minus seven. He's yes. 7-1 straight up in the at home in the playoffs. Ridiculous QBR MVP stuff. Ridiculous all the stats. Mm. He only lost once. And it was the Tom Brady. And to do it, not only did he have to score 38 points, but he had to convert three consecutive third and longs. The odds of doing that in a regular—I mean, it was zero degrees outside. If it was regular conditions in a regular season game, that's about 1 in 70 for an average quarterback to do it. He pulled it out in overtime in an underdog role. Never make that man an underdog. Impossible how good his career has been. Warren Moon said it was the finest career, maybe, of any athlete. I think that might not be an overstatement.
1: Well, led, led the world in touchdowns, pat you know, passing yards. And I remember that game well, McKenzie, too. And the reason I do is, is because in much the same scenario that Buffalo... Uh, happened uh, last week. the Same thing happened with Mahomes. He didn't get a, get a chance to touch the ball mm-hmm. in overtime. All right, McKenzie, will be back in an hour. In two hours, he will be back with his prop bets. So you don't want to miss that. All right, that's going to do it for Straight Out of Vegas. But coming up, you want to stick with us? We'll be till you. We'll be with you until 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Sunday, Fox Sports Radio. I'm Bernie Fratto. Keep it locked right here on Fox Sports Radio.
4: Straight Out of Vegas. Valentine's Day is almost here, and you know what that means. It's time to make her blush with fresh blooms and gifts from ProFlowers. This year, go to
1: ProFlowers.com to use code CRUSH15 to get 15% off through February 14th on all the best blooms and gifts. See website for details.
2: We've all felt
4: left out. And for people who move to this country, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council.